Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode. And make sure to check out the link in the description where you can find links to our Discord and socials. Happy listening. A couple weeks ago, before we got hit with the Rona, <laughs> um, your mom and I went to the city for an appointment for me for one of my specialists. And we had planned this like day, right? Because driving to the city, it takes some time. You don't want to just go there, have a boring appointment and come back. Boring appointment for like 10 minutes and yeah. then drive back. Yeah. So I was like, no, we're going to the city. We never go to the city. Come with me. We'll have a day of it. We'll go shopping and like have a cliche girly day, right? And we're going to try on dresses. Yeah. going to feel really great about ourselves. And uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> Um, it ended up being like everything was very prom focused and nothing that two grown ass women could actually wear. <laughs> so I wasn't even going to attempt to wear these like cream puff looking dresses. Oh, come on. No. So it ended up being a failure. Also, city salespeople are really shitty. I found <laughs> like there is this like one salesperson in particular that just had a tude and <laughs> I was just like, hey, we've already had a day. I don't need this. Whatever. Let's bounce. So um, I'm, we're about to leave town, start our trek back, and I see Starbucks. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. We'll go here. Like, I never get Starbucks, right? Because it, it's only in the yeah. city and we're not there hardly ever. So I'm like, well, we'll treat ourselves. We get one good thing. So <laughs> <laughs> I also don't order at starbucks very often when is the last time you went to starbucks that i wasn't in the driver's seat ordering it was actually before um christmas me and one of my good friends went to the city and did some christmas shopping and i actually ordered then and i felt really proud of myself so two times within a year two times yeah within a, like a couple months I've ordered for proud myself at Starbucks. Proud of you. I know. I was I was <laughs> hey, impressed. Anyway. Proud of you. I had this false confidence going in because just a couple months ago I had done this already. Successfully. Yeah. So we go in and I'm trying to figure out like what I want, which I always order the same thing because it's easier that way. <laughs> I don't risk running into saying anything wrong or forgetting what it's called or buying something that I don't like and then being like, well, that's a big waste of money. Anyway, I decided to not order something that I always order. Okay. So I changed I changed things up. Um, so my social anxiety, I never order, especially at Starbucks because of the unconventional <laughs> names of things. So I only really <laughs> like know like tall, grande, and I don't even know the other one. Venti. Venti is the word you're looking yeah. for. So I stick with grande because I know that one. Thank you, Ariana. <laughs> and uh, and so I'm like, okay, you've got this long A, right? Grande, latte. And I see on the board they have pistachio um, flavor. And so I'm yeah. like, I like pistachio. I'm going to try this. Like, I like pistachio muffins. I like the nut. Whatever. I'm going to try this. Uh, I'm going to try this latte. So I'm ordering, I'm like, yeah, I'll have a grande pistachio latte. <laughs> and I said it like that. And as I said it, I knew it was wrong, but I couldn't figure out what was wrong about it. And I just carried on and ordered your mom some tea. And then after I said it to your mom and I was like, this is what I said. Did this sound right to you? And she just kind of like laughed. She's like, it's the pistachio, isn't it? I said the pistachio wrong. <laughs> yes. 
I'll have a grande pistachio latte. We like talking about movies and TV or TV and movies because we're the bee's knees. Oh, yeah. Well, after two years, it caught up to us. Yeah. We got the Rona. You know, I saw a lot of things, especially recently, about... Like, if you haven't gotten the virus yet, at least one of the strains, then, like, you're not even good enough for Rona kind of thing. (laughs) It's just, like, especially self-sabotaging people who are single, they're like, man, not even the Rona wants me. What what a Valentine's Day miracle that we got it then. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. No, and I used to see that. I'd laugh and I'd be like, oh, same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we got it and it wasn't fun. No. Um, one of our current grievances still is that we no longer can smell or taste. Yeah. That I feel kind of guilty about because I remember when we first got it. Yeah. Like probably day one into it, I was feeling really like sad and emotional eating <laughs> because I was like, I can't do anything. I feel lousy. I'm just sitting here. I have no energy. I'm just going to eat is what my mood was at. And then I was like, you know, how rude that I get this virus that I'm too tired to do anything and except eat. So why not have the one side effects that might deter that from happening? Just quell that that insatiable desire to just overeat. Exactly. And then I, you know, really regret saying that. (laughs) You brought this upon us. Yeah. And it's horrible. It's, it's been super inconvenient because everything we enjoy, and I say this knowing that our bout with coronavirus is just inconvenient. Yes. So yeah. thankfully. It's thankfully, just, it's just been a lot of inconveniences. But the things we like, we, it's hard to enjoy. Like there are so many foods that we've been trying to cook for ourselves. And it's like, what's the point? Yeah. And it's all come down to me just discovering foods that have good mouthfeel <laughs> do you think this has a good mouthfeel i don't know Let's the amount of times i've said mouthfeel in the last like three days yeah has been five thousand percent my lifetime utterance of the word yeah i remember so it was halfway through the day sometime that we lost it because yeah. i remember early in the day we definitely had it And then you were cooking dinner and I couldn't smell anything. I had completely forgotten that you were even cooking at all because normally when you're cooking, I can smell it. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait for that to be done. I'm so hungry. And so I'm just like, la la la, scrolling on my phone. And you're like, oh, dinner's ready. I'm like, all right, we have to eat. I go, I sit at the table. And this was a very aromatic dish, like a stir fry kind of thing. And uh, red peppers, we had jasmine rice. And jasmine rice is a very aromatic rice. And I love the smell of it. I love the taste of it. And so I'm like, oh, right, we're having this. I'm so excited. And I thought, well, that's kind of funny that I didn't even smell this. Still not even thinking that, you know, we have COVID and that's a thing that can happen. And so I sit down. I'm getting ready to eat this, something that should be bursting with flavor, especially (laughs) with like red peppers and stuff like that. Especially with how I cook it. Right. (laughs) And uh, and I get like a nice big fork full of food, just stuff it in my face, and I'm chewing, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" You're just sitting there <laughs> like, 
man, Ben is a shitty cook. Yeah, I'm like, well, how did he fuck this up? <laughs> I'm just like looking at you. I'm like, it wasn't my fault. Can you taste this? And you're just like eating. And I don't even think you realize because I said to you, can you even taste this? And you're just like and, okay, staring blankly at you me. You just went on about how you love jasmine rice. It's so aromatic. I have never noticed. Like to me, it's good. It's I don't know if it's like it seems buttery just by nature. Yeah, I guess. So like that's what I like about it. I've never noticed like oh this tastes better than other rice or this is more aromatic. It's I find a, it is. It's, it's just very distinct. A more pleasant rice. So. You're right, I didn't even notice because that's not something that I normally would notice. And then I did the true test. And I was like, if I taste this red pepper and I can't taste it, we know that it's happened. <laughs> and I t- put it in my mouth. I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, so we've been, we've been on a journey. And uh, I'm excited for the day that we go, we get our senses back. Mm-hmm. And after so long, because we've stopped like putting as much salt in our food we stopped seasoning it because what's the point wasting it right the kids don't care and we can't tell the, the kids difference. are gonna complain anyway <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna get our senses back and we're gonna take a bite and just be, oh what the, what have we been eating <laughs> garbage <laughs> you know the other thing about um the food and like flavors and stuff like that, that I started thinking about. And again, very late in the game, right? (laughs) Like everybody else I feel like has already experienced this and we're so late in the game to be like, oh, this is a thing I thought about. But, you know, I was having a shower thought and I'm thinking like millennials are stereotypically known for making things to be personality traits that aren't right like there's like the harry potter being your personality trait but there's also a lot of food and drink based ones like coffee being a personality trait pizza being a personality trait wine and i'm thinking like man when all of these millennials got covid and lost their smell and their taste they would have just had complete like identity crises (laughs) Like, who been... am I? I? can't taste my coffee. That would have been a whole nother level of pandemic of just millennials getting lost in self-existential <laughs> dread. All that's left of me is Harry Potter. <laughs> Another thing that it reminds me of is, I think this was two years ago for our daughter's birthday, but we had just started a new diet where we cut out a ton of sugar, a ton of carbs and stuff like that to have a more i guess natural based diet Mm -hmm. so we were so unused to sweet things yeah and you have had always made cupcakes and icing and all that and you didn't have a specific recipe when you made buttercream icing you just made it and then tasted it and be like yeah that's that's good yeah then we would make it and we had this birthday party with a bunch of five or six year olds yeah this was like right before covid hit and we had this party and you had made cupcakes they were phenomenal they were so well decorated and not a single kid finished a cupcake no they were going in the garbage and i couldn't figure out why the heck and we were like what the hell is up with these cupcakes we ate them and we were like (laughs) no it's like these (laughs) are so overly sweet yeah 
why aren't these kids going nuts for them? Yeah, what the hell's wrong with these kids? <laughs> it's the kids that are the problem. <laughs> then the next day, my brother is talking to us, and we're just like, like, did you notice the kids weren't eating the cupcakes? And he was just like, oh, yeah, that was like a cupcake with a glob of butter on top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we were so unfamiliar with sugar that we thought just semi-sweet butter block yeah, was, was good great enough. icing. <laughs> I know. I just thought, like, how embarrassing to make cake, cupcakes, and kids don't even want to eat them. Yeah. In my experience with our kids, anything that is cupcake-shaped, they will devour. And the first thing to go is the icing. You say, this is a healthy breakfast muffin. (laughs) Cupcakes for breakfast? Great! Yeah. And, no, they, uh... There was icing scooped onto the table, just like a single bite, and then it just like thrown, thrown onto the, the floor. Yeah, like it was, it was, it was embar- embarrassing. It was embarrassing. I was humiliated. I was embarrassed for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, COVID sucks. We already knew that. It's been almost. It's going on three years now. Unbelievable. And we're pretty upset about the whole taste thing, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Uh, So because we were kind of preoccupied with COVID and being extremely lethargic, not really doing anything, we watched a lot of documentaries because that's, I've said that before, that's like my chicken soup TV. Whenever I'm (laughs) sick, I really dive deep into the documentaries. So we've done a lot of that. And, uh, And then, so we didn't watch anything else for the podcast, except we did follow through on Daredevil. Yeah. We, uh... We watched episodes 11 and 12, which we're getting to the home stretch of season one. And these two episodes, I mean, it's simultaneously all coming together mm-hmm. while focusing an awful lot on Karen. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get season one done before it's removed from Netflix. Oh, yeah. And it's hopefully going to Disney. I don't know if it's actually been official, officially announced that it's going to move to Disney. If it's not, I don't know what we're going to do because we've decided that this is what we're talking about on the podcast. Well, once we finish season one, we're probably going to shift into a different show. But uh, I'm confident we can do it. And so, like, do you think, but do you think Disney's actually going to take it? Oh, absolutely. Because now Matt Murdock's in the, (laughs) in the MCU officially. And, well, and Kingpin is too. Yeah, so So, I think all of these shows are going to get like phased over onto mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Because I think I've seen it's not just uh, Daredevil. It's going to be like Jessica Jones. It's going to be The Punisher. It's going to be um, Luke Cage. Yeah, Iron Iron Fist, the guy no one talks yeah, about. Yeah, I wasn't even going to mention him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's kind of interesting because then do you think that all those people will eventually come into the MCU or do you think it's just like... Now, nah, if we're going to take one, we might as well take them all. I mean, I feel like they will technically be in it, but some of them weren't as strong. I'd really like to see the Punisher come back. The Punisher, I am. I would love to see it. I'm pretty sure John Bernthal has been like, "I'll yes." He played that character in. so well, and honestly, I think that Jessica Jones could. Good. Yeah, Jessica Jones season one was really, really great, and David Tennant was amazing. Yeah, so I feel like the characters are going to be, I guess, canonized. Mm-hmm. 
but they will probably just stick to Daredevil. For now. For now. Who's to say what will happen in the future? And then recast somebody for Iron Fist. (laughs) And then just be like, yeah, this character that we have recast for, still no one likes, so we're not going to focus on it. (laughs) But just recast him for the principle of it. Yeah. The guy didn't even learn martial arts for a character that is based on martial arts. I know. You have a lot of feels about that. It's... I don't understand. That's your job. Yeah. Just really shit the bed in that one. What else has he been in? Anything? He was in or Game was of it... Thrones. Was he? Um, early on, then he got killed off. Oh, I wonder why. He was uh, Marjorie <laughs> Terrell's brother. Okay, yeah. So, like, he was gone early. Yeah. He had a, a problem with commitment there, too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I don't. I don't care about Iron Fist at all, really. That's why I. I wasn't going to mention him. But there's a, a collective thought for the entire Marvel fan base. Um, but onto these two episodes of Daredevil. Yeah. Like I said, they kind of brought everything all together. Daredevil is figuring out more key pieces. Mm-hmm. Kingpin is kind of putting his plan more towards the end game. Yeah. There are subplots amongst his organization yeah coming together there's mm-hmm. losses on both sides but and then just a whole lot of karen yeah the the these last two episodes have been karen focused probably because of the falling out of foggy and matt yeah which really sucks because i didn't i find that in these moments of relationship turmoil that's when you get the most angst That is really kind of hard to watch at times, especially when it comes to Karen, because she can be very dramatic and like, is this what we are now? Just three people that don't talk to each other? Yeah, scenes like that, I can't tell if it's Deborah Ann Wall and like how she... Delivers it? Delivers it. If it was a poor direction choice... Maybe bad writing. Or what? Because I like... I like Deborah Ann Wall outside of this show. Mm-hmm. She's done a whole lot of D&D content on YouTube and with Wizards of the Coast and stuff like that. And I like to think that she is a good actress and like a good part of this. Yeah. But I just can't help but think all of her scenes are the weakest scenes. She does have her moments where it's like this, she did a good job in this role. I think that it's not so much the actor as much it is as it is the character i find the character has been written to be a little unbearable yeah i mean like it's a tv drama yeah so it's got to have that kind of drama mm-hmm. and with her being like the only female character yeah apart from claire, claire who's in and out in and out like a scene every six episodes yeah and vanessa who is in a hospital bed right now yeah yeah, as far as these last two episodes go for, like, Daredevil focus and Kingpin focus, there isn't a whole lot, especially in episode 11, when that's right after the benefit of yeah the oh, whole poison and foaming of the mouth and stuff like that that lands Vanessa in the hospital in the first place. And last week, we weren't, we couldn't remember for the life of us who did that. And by episode 12, we were, we are reminded yeah. of who did that, which again, like I was like, oh, 
I had no idea. <laughs> like, it was a complete surprise. I thought it was going to be some huge reveal of a new character and a yeah. new um, person that was kind of against Fisk, and it wasn't. Um, yeah, so we have a lot of just mopiness, depressing kind of vibes in yeah, these episodes. There's a lot of that, and then intermingled with character revelations. Mm-hmm. Like, the revelation that it was... Leland and Madame Gao just trying to get rid of the distraction of Vanessa. Yeah. They weren't, there wasn't another person trying to get Fisk. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what that was. Yeah. We have um, Matt Murdock coming to the revelation that, like, I've been told I need to push everybody away. Yeah. But I can't do this alone. Right. I can't do this anymore. I can't go on alone. Mm-hmm. Well, and we also had him in episode 11 talking to his priest. We have yeah. him kind of throughout the season confiding in his priest a lot about his morality and where mm-hmm. where's the line being drawn because obviously the the priest doesn't condone this kind of behavior but at the same time it's something that he feels he needs to do and he's not going to say well he, at least he hasn't said so far like you need to stop this right yeah. he's just kind of been that voice of reason like i know you're going to be out there doing this make sure you're doing it for the right reasons kind of thing. And he really needs that, especially as someone who keeps that part of his life so secretive up until Foggy found out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now Foggy won't talk to him. So I think a part of him feels a lot of shame around who he needs to be. Yeah. And the priest kind of helps him learn why he is who he is. And like maybe the God complex that he has is like, why did God put this into me if it's wrong? Yeah. And I really liked the line that the priest gave where it's like, maybe God made the devil to, as a beacon of fear Mm -hmm. to get people onto the path of righteousness. Right. Because Matt was having such this inner struggle, but like, like you said, why is this in me? And it's always bursting out. Yeah. It's like, because you're a beacon of fear to help people onto the path of righteousness. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, you'll beat them bloody. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we also see him more, uh, he's found the person that makes the, that lines uh, Fisk's suits yep. to keep him safe so that he can get some armor for himself because he's still really badly a- beaten. About time, because the f- the deeper he gets into this plot... Just the more and more cut up. I Every time it shows that scene of him fighting Nobu mm-hmm. and getting that hook into the ribs and being pulled across the floor. Yeah. Oh, it makes me, like, it irks me physically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So him getting, one, just getting his classic suit. Yeah. And not just wearing, like, the black. Yeah. Like, street I really, clothes now. I really liked... That scene where he finds the person that lines Fisk's suits mm-hmm. because like he goes and he's prepared to just talk to this guy, but this guy starts fighting him. So obviously he fights back. Once the guy's defeated, the guy breaks down in tears, crying over someone he cares about, Betsy. Yeah. And we see the, we see Daredevil being compassionate and like, what, like, what did Fisk say he was going to do to Betsy? And I'll protect Betsy. I just need your help. And he promises to keep him and Betsy safe. Yeah, because, like, this guy is clearly 
He's not all. Yeah, yeah. He's not well. He's not well. No. And he's being taken advantage of. Yeah. By Fisk. Yeah. And Matt being the good guy mm-hmm. is like, man, that's so wrong. Yeah. Help me out. We'll, we'll take him down. Yeah, exactly. You can help me take Fisk down. I really liked this as far as the, like, where Daredevil is. Because like we've said before, we see a lot of the differences in who Matt Murdock is when he's Matt Murdock and who he is as Daredevil. Mm-hmm. When he's Daredevil, he can be very ruthless. And so it it kind of blurs the line like, okay, we know you're our hero, but we see you at times being more aggressive than Fisk is, right? And yeah. so it's like you kind of are doing the same thing, but we're supposed to believe that you're the hero. He's not. And in this moment, we see him as the devil being compassionate and it reminds us that he cares about these people yeah. and that he's doing it in a different way he's not going to scare people who are innocent he's yeah. only scaring the people that he has to scare in order to keep people safe and i thought that that was an important moment for him in his character development as the hero and kind of contrary to that um we saw karen and ben finding out more about Fisk's personal life, Mm -hmm. going and speaking to his mother, which is apparently a no-go. Yeah. Um, And it really showed that opposite to Matt only hurting who he needs to and sparing who he is innocent, Fisk will brutally kill anybody that gets in his way or does something that he is not, like, okay with. Yeah, yeah. And... It shows Fisk is getting to be in a very vulnerable emotional state right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we he just almost lost Vanessa, which we've talked about so many times before yeah. that she is so important to him and his rationale because without her, he will just go insane. He'll be a loose like, cannon. Yeah, he needs her to keep him grounded, even though we also saw her by her bedside and when she came to she kind of encouraged his violence she's like you like you make this person wish that they never did this Mm. and uh and so that kind of like encouraged him and probably made him feel good about what he's doing in a way in a sick twisted way um but yeah for the most part she does keep him fairly level-headed and then he lost wesley and finding that out again he immediately just reacts to everything yeah so the one security guard guy that he has that wesley kind of said like you know take up my post i've got to go take care of some stuff once he finds wesley he just instantly just blames the next guy headbutts him starts beating the crap out of him Shit out of that dude and leland's just like you know he did he followed orders some would call that loyalty and he had to like talk him out of killing this yeah. guy, basically. And uh, so that's just an, it just shows what we know of Fisk that he is just impulsive, reacts on emotion. And uh, yeah, he's very protective of his mother. We know that because he killed his father for it. And uh, he's going to kill Ben for it. Yeah. This, these two episodes, I must say, like they were a little bit slower because of how focus they were on karen with the falling out of the relationship of foggy and matt but it did show more of the fear that 
Wilson Fisk in stills. Yeah. It, uh, it, like we said a couple times, like it really, on top of the Karen subplot, it drives these character revelations and just emphasizes who these characters are at Mm -hmm. their core. Like Karen's dream that she has when, Mm. right after she kills Wesley, and she has this dream that Fisk is in her apartment going to kill her. Yeah. That was a terrifying scene. And then to end that episode with the same kind of thing happening, only it's real life and it's Ben. Yeah. It's like, again, very scary. And the way he goes about his speech to Ben, like he's like, you know, I'm, I apologize for underestimating you. I thought your days of relevance were long past. Yeah. And like says like, I want, I, I just want to, I'll leave, but I want to talk to you first. And like, has their conversation whatever ben holds his ground really well he's not intimidated he's not swayed nothing and that was really impressive and he's like all right like leave you said your piece and he's like how many times i've been threatened to keep my mouth shut yeah and uh and he's just like no i came here to kill you and just like jumps out of the chair the chair and just like strangles him to death which like i know the episode ends with him kind of being dead i don't remember him actually dying at this point i, I remember him being alive for longer than this we'll have to find out in the finale yeah which i did google and we have one more episode left okay so we'll get through season we're getting one. close <laughs> so we will find out in the the grand season finale <laughs> i'm pretty sure ben's alive still i think someone was in the house and kind of managed to keep quiet and is going to go to his aid so People who have not seen Daredevil, let us know in Discord and Instagram what you think is going to happen in the <laughs> thrilling finale who of the season. Who hasn't seen And if you Daredevil. have, make up wild accusations to confuse the people who haven't. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees Podcast. If you haven't already, please make sure you download this episode. Maybe recommend us to a friend. And we will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.